in the bustling streets of Ho Chi Minh, Vietnam, the new decade of the 2010s ushered in a technological revolution. An e-wallet named Momo was beginning to gather force. In 2013, the prestigious Goldman Sachs saw potential and invested a mighty $6 million into the company. The cash was a windfall for Momo, but not in the way most would expect. For Momo was about to give it all away. Across the sea, the rise of Alipay and WePay in China had painted a clear picture. Acquiring users meant burning cash. Momo's founder, driven by ambition and vision, decided to follow suit. Promotions were thrown into the wind. Cash burned like Joss papers to their ancestors. The strategy? A simple message. Use Momo to pay and reap the benefits. Simple enough, but as the promotions multiplied, an insidious behavior began to take root. To encourage consumers to use e-wallets, they must be accompanied by promotions. Few truly grasped the dangers that lurked beneath the surface, which attracted multiple players, oblivious to the dangers ahead. Late in 2016, VNG entered the fight, releasing Zalopay from a subsidiary named Zion. The release was met with fanfare and the promise to turn VNG's chat messenger, Zalo, into a super app. It was poised to tap into the vast, lucrative expanse of the fintech industry. The possibilities seemed endless, but the reality was far more complex and unforgiving. As the fintech wars evolved, they became a money-sucking vortex, a cruel and dark industry that showed no mercy. Through the chaos, it would burn every single dominant player in one of the bloodiest cash-burning wars the country had ever seen. From 1UP Media, this is Empires, episode four of a four-part series, Kill the Messenger. In the heart of Vietnam's tech industry, VNG emerged as the 10 cent of Vietnam, a beacon of innovation and ambition. Its towering presence was built upon a diverse range of products and subsidiaries. Yet, not all that glitters is gold. Within the very foundation of this empire lay two investments that threatened to bring down its towering walls. Zion, the driving force behind Zalopay, and Tiki, 
an e-commerce giant. As the losses from these ventures mounted, the financial ink on VNG's balance sheet turned alarmingly red year after year. Whispers grew louder among the onlookers, speculating that VNG's fintech arm could be its very downfall. In the broader Asian landscape, the money-burning exercise was a familiar dance. China had set the stage. Indonesia followed suit. And now Vietnam was caught in this whirlwind. The very tactics that once made companies flourish now made investors queasy. But perhaps what took the greatest toll on VNG was the looming specter of a global tech recession. It cast a shadow on VNG's valuations, driving them downwards. Such was the uncertainty surrounding VNG that its debut on the unlisted public company market, a platform used in Vietnam to gauge investor appetite, saw a shockingly low initial valuation, less than 20% of its peak value. However, VNG wasn't one to be written off so easily. The empire had its foundations rooted deep, and over time, as the fundamentals of the company proved robust, its stock price began to ascend. Climbing steadily, it reached over $1.5 billion, once again crowning VNG with a coveted unicorn status. While it still pales in comparison to its former $2.2 billion price tag, it seems merely a dip in the many peaks and troughs in VNG's journey. We'll delve into the intricate journey of VNG as it rises beyond Facebook Messenger, transforming into the tech titan of Vietnam it is today, even amidst perceived missteps by investors. It was early 2014, and the Zalo team could have been in discussions with TNA Ogilvy, the strategic communications arm of the Ogilvy and Mather Group in Vietnam. The room was filled with anticipation as a representative from Zalo's marketing team sat across the table from the TNA Ogilvy team. Both parties knew the importance of this meeting. Zalo was planning to go big on promotions this year, and they needed the best in the business to help them do it. Ogilvy & Mather is known as one of the big six advertising agencies, and they have created some of the best advertisements in the world. Thank you for meeting us today, began the Zalo representative. Uh, as you know, we intend to spend heavily on promotions this year. We believe that with Ogilvy's expertise, we can reach more users than ever before. The TNA Ogilvy team exchanged glances, their faces lighting up with excitement. Uh, we're thrilled to have the opportunity to work with Zalo, responded their lead strategist. Our team has been brainstorming various ways to help you dominate the messaging market. They presented their plan 
touching upon several mediums for advertising, TV, radio, print, and digital. But then, they shifted their focus to one particular platform. Our recommendation would be to include Facebook as a consistent part of your ad budget, the strategist proposed. Facebook? Asked the Zalo representative, eyebrows furrowed in surprise. Advertising on Facebook is not unheard of, and it can reach the youth in Vietnam. But it's not usually an ongoing part of a media plan, at least not yet in 2014. The strategist nodded earnestly. Yes, Facebook. The platform's targeting capabilities have improved. Plus, a large segment of your target audience spends a significant amount of time on it daily. With the right strategy, we can reach them in a more personal, engaging way. The Zalo representative looked a little skeptical. We'll want to cover all bases for sure. But maybe we'll start out just testing Facebook instead. The Ogilvy team was unfazed by this response. Of course, we will have campaigns across multiple mediums, but we are confident about the potential Facebook has for Zalo, and there's well over 20 million users now. Our goal is to maximize your return on investment. It's likely that the Ogilvy team would not only push Facebook to Zalo, but to everyone who had met them. Because shortly after, an announcement was made. Facebook had officially entered Vietnam, with TNA Ogilvy as an advertising partner. To onlookers, the move mirrored Facebook's announcement that they would go global intentionally. But more concerning to the Zalo team, Facebook had also acquired WhatsApp in February 2014. A storm was brewing, and it seemed like industry players were choosing a side. By the end of 2014, Zalo's strategy was paying off. In the fast-paced world of telecommunications, where progress was relentless, one challenge remained the elusive quest for stable mobile data that could envelop the nation. Zalo had spotted an opportunity in this very challenge. While most tech giants raced to adapt to the best and the fastest, Zalo took a different route. They designed for the underserved, the pockets of the country where 3G was still a luxury. The result? a messenger app that held its ground even when the signals faltered. Users in remote corners of Vietnam reported how Zalo functioned smoothly even on 2 to 2.5G networks. That year, Zalo became a household name. Outspending all competitors, they secured celebrity endorsements, dominated mobile ad networks, made waves on websites, and were a regular feature on TV broadcasts. Their relentless campaign paid off 
with Zalo emerging as the most downloaded messaging app on both Android and iOS, amassing a remarkable 12 million users. But in the shadows, another giant lurked. Facebook, seemingly quiet, had grown by 10%, reaching 22 million users. And though it was Facebook itself that had grown, rather than its messengers, there was a silent understanding among industry insiders. The sheer size of Facebook's user base could be leveraged. For Zalo, this was a ticking time bomb, a threat that could erupt at any moment. Recognizing the need to armor up for the battles ahead, Zalo's parent company, VNG, engaged in covert funding rounds. The world took notice. In a report by the World Startup, VNG was announced to have joined the elite club of unicorns, businesses that surpassed the billion-dollar valuation. Zalo's coffers were now overflowing, and with this newfound strength, they were poised not just to defend, but to innovate and expand. Over the next four years, Zalo pivoted its innovation around usability. Each intricate piece of the Zalo machine was powered by a dedicated team, unified by a singular vision, flawless data transfer. From texts and voice calls to larger file transfers, they prioritized speed and efficiency. Their dedication bore fruit, with the Zalo app emerging leaner and faster, confidently standing at half the size of its heavier Facebook counterparts. But Zalo wasn't just content with streamlining its software. Its ambition extended to the very infrastructure. By strategically placing servers within Vietnam, they slashed any lags, ensuring instantaneous data retrieval for its users. Meanwhile, on the other side of the digital battlefield, Facebook, the tech behemoth, chose a different path. Instead of agility, they pursued richness. High-definition photos and videos became the norm although they worked best with Wi-Fi. The Facebook platform bloomed with multifunctionality, integrating news in a manner reminiscent of Yahoo's heyday. And investors, they're sifting through a number of reports today that the latest reading on second By 2017, the scales tipped noticeably. An independent report put a startling number to the narrative. Zalo had only two-thirds that of Facebook's user base. Vietnam's penchant for personal interactions rather than plain information made Facebook's social realm flourish. A photo might spark interest, but the real magic happened when friends were tagged, when personal anecdotes were shared, when memories were revisited. Another study painted an even starker picture. A staggering 80% of Vietnamese preferred Facebook Messenger 
merely because their circle did. Despite 60% acknowledging Zalo's superior speed and simplicity, the ironclad network of personal connections on Facebook was a fortress that Zalo could not breach. In this new digital hierarchy, Facebook Messenger reigned supreme, with WhatsApp and Zalo trailing. As the spring of 2018 ended, the entire VNG team would gather to hold a critical discussion and decide if Zalo's strategy would need to change. Kai began, folding his arms on the table. We've always prided ourselves on making Zalo easier to use than Facebook. Our data transfer is faster, our app is lighter, and our servers are local. Yet despite all our efforts, we are struggling to outpace Facebook Messenger in user numbers. Why do you think that is? A moment of doubt crept into the room. Uh, are we on the right track? ventured a marketing lead, voicing the concerns of many in the room. It's a... It, a senior developer hesitated, then spoke up. It's not about functionality or even usability. Facebook has personal relationships. Most users stay because their friends are there, not because they think it's a superior app. <sighs> Kai sighed taking in the collective unease of the team. Unable to respond, a project manager likely raised another question. Hey, how is Zalo Shop performing? A data analyst quickly pulled up the statistics. Oh, it's the same picture. Zalo Shop's performance hasn't been as strong as we anticipated. It's good, but not great. Kai looked thoughtful for a moment, then said, oh, While our numbers aren't where we want them to be, it's clear that our focus on usability and simplicity resonates with users. We may not have Facebook's numbers, but we have a dedicated user base that appreciates what we offer. An engineer then chimed in. Okay, so what if we double down on that? If usability and simplicity are our strengths, let's extend it everywhere, including video calling. Let's make it so smooth and easy that users won't think of using any other platform. Kai nodded, the energy in the room shifting. Uh, I think you're right. We may not be able to change people's social circles, but we can offer them an unparalleled experience. It's likely that these pivotal discussions in early 2018 bore significant results as Zalo began refining its video call function. Despite the competition, Zalo's video calls were notably reliable even in rural regions with limited 3G connections. Video communication would soon dominate Vietnam, and as Zalo's team pushed forward with renewed vigor, news broke from Facebook. They were recruiting a new head specifically for Vietnam. The giant was stirring. 
as Facebook announced its focused interest in the country, Vietnam's virtual highways saw immediate shifts. In a move reminiscent of Yahoo's early partnership with Vietnam during the digital revolution, Facebook conducted high-level meetings, positioning itself at the heart of the nation's online infrastructure. Words were met immediately with action as the tech giant tightened the noose on online dissidents, resulting in an astounding 500% spike in restricted content. Such actions were not without consequence, of course. To the government, Facebook's overtures mirrored a gesture of loyalty, solidifying their newfound alliance. However, for a section of Vietnam's younger populace, this move was a betrayal. Their digital sanctuary, where voices were freely shared and opinions vehemently debated, seemed compromised. The wave of protests attracted even celebrities. Mai Khoi, Vietnam's very own Lady Gaga, who echoed the concerns of many. The line between censorship and curbing disinformation is blurry. In a world where geopolitics played out even on online platforms, debates around fact or fiction depend on who's asking. To the Vietnamese, stating that the South China Sea was a part of China is a fallacy. But for China, the narrative is flipped. In these murky waters, Facebook chose to lean on a figure of authority. And the Vietnamese government was their place to start. With the backing of the government, Facebook turned its attention to Vietnam's flourishing business sector. Even before making a pronounced entry, Facebook's business tools had organically expanded, fueled primarily by the trusted recommendations of local communities. The Vietnamese, skeptical of e-commerce sites, often leaned on friends' endorsements on Facebook. As such, reaching just a handful of Vietnamese shoppers on the platform could trigger a cascade of trust, expanding business horizons. By 2017, approximately 1 million Vietnamese were employed by businesses run almost exclusively on Facebook. Seeing the potential, Facebook introduced an unprecedented initiative the Small and Medium Enterprise Support Center. This hub brought in a blend of seasoned experts and in-house Facebook mentors, offering training that spanned across half of Vietnam's provinces. With strategies to tap into burgeoning digital trends, businesses were empowered. The ripple effect was profound. Campaigns reached a quarter million secondary schools and a new wave of Facebook millionaire sellers emerged, inspiring a cascade of aspiring entrepreneurs. The lines between personal communication and business outreach started blurring, as Vietnamese businesses increasingly used Facebook's messenger platform. 
online businesses became the fortress shielding Facebook, cementing its position in both the personal and professional digital spaces of Vietnam. But as history has often shown, even giants aren't immune to unexpected upheavals. The question loomed, could any event disrupt Facebook's seemingly invincible reign in Vietnam's digital landscape? System overload. On January 13, 2020, a Chinese man was traveling from Wuhan to Hanoi to visit his son. Little did he know, he carried with him the very seat that would soon grip the nation in an unparalleled crisis. China has identified the cause of the mysterious new virus. Coronavirus. Coronavirus. There are fears a rapidly spreading virus has reached Australia. This is a rapidly emerging situation. There is not a cause for alarm. The first U.S. case has been detected. By January 22nd, he found himself confined to the sterile walls of Chore Hospital in Ho Chi Minh City a reluctant herald of COVID-19 in Vietnam. For Vietnam, memories of past pandemics loomed large, shadows cast by farming diseases and the infamous SARS of 2002. Their emergency response teams, shaped by history, recognized the fatal costs of missteps. Vietnam did not hesitate plunging nearly a third of its population, over 30 million souls, into a stifling lockdown. As streets emptied, the digital landscape surged with life. Among the virtual titans, Zalo emerged with newfound prominence. Years of investment into creating an efficient, data-light software bore fruit. At a time when human faces became a rarity, Zalo's crystal clear video calling felt like a lifeline, fueling its meteoric rise. Even then, Zalo was about to get a lot bigger. Two years prior, in the serene province of Tiangyang, Zalo had been tested as a platform for e-governance. This experiment transformed residents' lives, allowing them to seamlessly connect with the official Tiangyang portal. The sheer success of the project spawned plans of a more ambitious rollout across 51 provinces. Now, with the pandemic forcing every significant communication online, this plan took on a pressing urgency. Official accounts sprouted like digital oases, dispatching over 120 million vital messages, from COVID-19 updates to dire weather warnings. In the shadows, however, another giant was plotting its move. Come May 25th, 2020, Vietnam witnessed the launch of the Facebook for Vietnam campaign, a pioneering initiative sculpted exclusively for Vietnam. It was Facebook's dramatic way of underlining its commitment to the nation. Just five months later, Facebook unveiled an updated business suite, 
weaving Facebook, Instagram, and Messenger together, solidifying its place as the chosen platform for the nation's entrepreneurs. As 2021 dawned, Facebook, with its intricate web of services, became a haven for serious business minds. Zalo, on the other hand, with its emphasis on ease of connection, resonated more deeply with the masses. In a moment that felt like a quiet revolution, a February 2021 report announced Zalo's ascent, having eclipsed Facebook Messenger in user count. Yet, the win remained complex. While Zalo celebrated its milestone, Facebook still dominated overall, boasting a user base that outstripped Zalo by over 25%. For Zalo to truly rival Facebook's towering presence, it would have to either unveil a groundbreaking innovation or wait for the giant to falter. The next move in this digital chess game was anyone's guess. On October 4th, 2021, a subtle chill hung in the air inside Facebook's network operations center, a room dominated by darkness, punctuated only by the ghostly glow of countless screens. Charts, graphs, and real-time server statuses came to life, casting shadows on a solitary engineer's face. With every tap on the keyboard, the engineer's confidence grew, each keystroke a testament to his expertise. <sighs> All right, he murmured, more to himself than anyone else. This command should give us an idea of the global backbone capacity. A hesitation, a breath held, and then the resounding click of the enter key. <laughs> In an instant, it was as if the social realm had sucked in its breath. The once humming screens blinked, glitched, then dimmed. Panic seeped into the room, a suffocating fog. Meanwhile, thousands of miles away in nighttime Vietnam, glowing screens and digital lives came to a sudden screeching halt. Video stuttered and stopped. Messages hung in limbo, and news feeds became lifeless echoes of moments ago. Whispers of concern swelled into an uproar as fingers feverishly tapped the refresh button, demanding an explanation from the silent screens. The world would come to remember this day with a mix of frustration and awe. The 2021 October Facebook outage, a startling seven-hour silence in the continuous cacophony of online life. Hundreds of millions of people around the world using some of the most popular social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, have been forced offline in a major global blackout. It's one of the longest outages already lasting several hours, and Facebook's share price has plummeted by nearly 5%. As investigations later revealed, what began as routine maintenance 
mutated into an unprecedented infrastructural collapse. A singular errant command severed the intricate web of Facebook's backbone network. But the digital dominoes didn't stop there. Facebook's internal systems, intricately interwoven with its backbone, collapsed too. Employees found themselves castaways, cut off from emails, Facebook linked accounts, and even their security badges were now reduced to pieces of plastic. Far away in Vietnam, where the digital night had turned pitch black, another platform prepared to rise. For VNG's team, this blackout was an unexpected windfall. As Facebook's hold loosened, the last remaining messenger loyalists found themselves joining Zalo. By year's end, the scales of digital dominance had shifted dramatically. Both Facebook and Zalo were reported equals, commanding the attention of over 90% of Vietnam's internet populace, a balance that would continue into 2023. Zalo appeared to have secured its place as Vietnam's leading messaging platform. Despite Facebook's user base rivaling Zalo's, its messenger services are still lagging. Only 11.5% of Vietnamese turned to WhatsApp, and Facebook Messenger's 75% popularity seemed driven more by social commerce than genuine preference. Meanwhile, Zalo aggressively funneled resources into financial payments and e-commerce startups, showcasing its intent to reign supreme in the social commerce sector, even if it meant impacting its stock value and how investors viewed them. Zalo's undisputed presence locally is clear. However, the global arena is a different ballgame. With VNG's unexpected declaration of branching out internationally, one can't help but wonder, when did this grand vision take root? According to the records, it appears that Le Hong Min, VNG's founder, was inspired by a trip he made four years ago. Le Hong Min, stepped onto foreign soil, feeling the weight of the world and the tick of the clock. His destination? Cecil Street. But first, a taxi. Uncle, 138 Cecil Street, Cecil Court, he directed. The city passed by in a blur, a cascade of lights and sounds. Seven floors up, in a space bathed in forest green, lime, and pristine white. Min scanned the room, locking eyes with a familiar figure. Anthony! A broad smile, a warm handshake. Anthony Tan, a contemporary, friend, and force behind Grab, the Uber of Southeast Asia, stood tall. His eyes, fiery, betrayed by a fervor, a passion. They spoke of dreams and battles, of territories won and lost. In 2016, 
Anthony had fired a call across his empire. A memo echoing the tremors of a business showdown between Uber and Didi in distant China. His message was clear. Southeast Asia, Uber's next frontier after their Chinese exit, had to brace itself. His words, sharp and prophetic, signed off with a challenge to the behemoth Uber. They've lost once, and we will make them lose again. From 1UP Media, this is Empires, episode 4 of a four-part series, Kill the Messenger. In the next episode, we interview someone close to the industry and learn more about VNG's many facets, including Zalopay and Tiki. And in our next series, we explore Grab, Southeast Asia's answer to Uber. That is, until Uber themselves came to play. Empires is a one-up media original. Produced and written by Guang Jin. Edited by Alex. Audio experience by Ethan Sam. Additional engineering by Ashley from 1UP Media. And narrated by Luis Cruz. International research by Sonia, Kuyet, and Jiamin from 1UP Media. A quick word on our reenactments and dramatizations. While we can't know exactly what they say, think, or feel at the moment, it is all based on research. Thank you for listening.